Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Life of a Utah Medium. I am your host, Caden, and we have got a good show for you guys today. We've been kind of leading up to it for the last couple of weeks, uh, and, I, and we finally put together a good show for you. Uh, we've got an interview that's going to take place today, so I will cover our basic stuff, kind of give you an update on where we're at with everything, and... Then we will uh, cut into the guest speaker. So I hope everybody's doing good. I know that everything's getting really interesting. And um, (laughs) we've been having a lot of fun watching everything kind of unfold. As everybody knows, there's a lot of states around us that are calling school for the year, which we've kind of anticipated. And so we are anticipating the rest of the country to follow suit with the five that have done so. Um, so if you haven't been paying attention to that, there's there's uh, about six states right now that have canceled school for the rest of the year, and it's been uh, it's been interesting to watch this whole thing unfold. So we are still functioning. We're still in business, like we talked about in the last show. We opened up a new portion of uh, Mattinson Roadside and Recovery under the name of Mattinson Services. So we're still working on getting that rolling out. We'll keep everybody updated on the uh, fun times that we have with that. But, um, you know, as for the rest of it, really nothing has changed yet. Um, We're still waiting to give you guys a date on when we are moving. Uh, And, of course, when we move, so does the business address and all of that. So a lot of things will change when that finally does. Um... And as far as readings goes, um, I've, I'm still getting questions about whether or not I'm doing readings. So yes, I am doing readings. Um, with everything going on right now with uh, the virus going around, I have been trying to do them mostly tele, um, tele-readings, if you will. Um, just doing them by phone or by FaceTime, things like that. Um, so that will continue. And we can set up future dates for group readings if you would like to do that that is still an option i am also still doing my classes so if you are interested in being part of that uh, we will get a hold of you individually and set that up and that again will be for now via phone or uh, messenger or you know what have you that way um so if you, if you have any other questions, if you have any needs for those business types, uh, you can definitely let me know and we will get back to you. Sorry guys, business continues as usual, so <laughs> it is what it is there. Um, but, see there's the rest of the alerts. <laughs> uh, that's great. <clears throat> yes, business is still continuing as usual, so I'm sure you heard those alerts. Um, that is the sound that we get when we get a call. So, um, yeah, everything uh, everything's going really well. If you are a real estate agent or if you are a property owner, you need some junk removed, you had some previous tenants that decided to leave all their stuff in your house or break a bunch of stuff in your house, Um, we are set up to help you remedy that situation. So feel free to give us a call. If you know of anybody that is like that, a real estate agent or a landlord or something that needs those services, let me know. We are working with a company right now that 
is a uh, federal contract. Um, so they work with Homeland Security and the Marshal's Office and uh, places like that. So we're hoping that here in the next uh, couple, three weeks or so, we'll pick up that contract. That would be amazing. That would open up some unreal doors. Um, <clears throat> so we'll keep everybody in the loops on, of course, where all the business goes as usual. And in the meantime, if you have any other questions or if you have some thoughts or feedback on the show, feel free to reach out to me and let me know. And I would love to get that wrapped in there for you. So we're going to go ahead and uh, we don't want the show to go too long. So <clears throat> I'm going to go ahead and cut the information on that side short for now. Uh, and I'm going to introduce you to our guests for this show for you guys. Uh, the guest tonight is a longtime friend of mine. Her name is Brandy Bulow. And for anybody that knows Brandy knows that she, of course, is involved with WISPs, which is the uh, paranormal team that we work with. Um, she is also very good friends and has done a lot of assistance with the Family Tree Restaurant in Santaquin. Uh, so that's kind of the, the topic of tonight's show. Everybody knows that that is one of my favorite investigations. And uh, we're, you know, kind of sad to see that possibly coming to an end here in the near future. So we thought we would talk about that tonight on the show and give you guys a little bit of information, let you hear how the uh, investigations and the activity is from her standpoint. And, you know, kind of talk a little bit about investigating with the team. So we'll go ahead and bring her onto the show for you. And uh, we will go, we'll just go from there. Hello, hello. Hello. So how's it going? It's going. Going is good. How's uh, how's everything going with the baby? She's still being difficult. <laughs> well, that figures. Yeah, she's never coming. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, we're going to... Uh, talk a little bit about kind of our history and how we got to know each other and um, we're going to talk a little bit about Family Tree because that is the hot spot. Right. So uh, first of all I don't recall the first like actual investigation that we went on. I know at uh, at one point I went with you to Deanna's house. So we first met at the family tree. You were doing a group reading. And like everybody was coming through for me. So you're like, out. we'll do a personal reading later. Like nobody will leave you alone. <laughs> right. So we investigated that night. And then, I can't even remember the first one we went to either. We went to that one in Spanish Fork, the one in Lake Shore. Yep. But there was one not long after the family tree, because we were like, dude, we, we do good together. Yeah. And I, I can't, can't I don't remember. think I can remember the first one either. Yeah, I can't remember which one. Like, I remember doing a bunch, 
but I don't remember which one like really kicked it all off. Me neither. <laughs> It'll come to so, yeah, it's been it's been a long time. We uh we were kind of sitting down talking about it uh the other night, trying to put together some ideas for the show. And I realized that it has been six years. Dang. Right. <laughs> like, where does the time go? Yeah, it doesn't seem like that long ago. Nope. Not at all. So uh the first I've talked about it a little bit on my show, but from from an outsider's point of view, that first investigation at Family Tree, that was the night when we yes. were all sitting in a group and we had what, twenty five are you there? Can you hear me? All right, let's try this again. Okay. <laughs> Goodness. Right. It's just because we're talking about the family tree, I'm telling you. I. It makes you wonder because, yeah. So I'm, I'm actually going to put this all together just the way that it happens okay. because people don't believe me when I tell them seriously when we talk about family tree ever all of my electronics go haywire like yeah. every it's, single it's, time. it's Lucy it is so speaking of Lucy <laughs> that night there was what 25 of us about yeah and we were all sitting in a circle in that main room. And do you remember when all of a sudden everybody saw the shadow figure in the middle of the room? Uh-huh. And then we got that bizarre smell, and then all the electronics went nuts. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's about how Lucy operates. Yep. That was still by far the coolest visual investigation I've ever done. I seen a lot more that night, like. The everybody else scene that yeah. I had ever before. Yeah, and it was it was wild to have everybody like non mediums and you know complete skeptics all witness the same thing. Right, that was our sub for sound at night. That was, yep. That was an interesting night. It, yeah, it was it was really interesting to see, you know, there was a few people that after that, um, a couple of people left right after that happened. Mm -hmm. And then we went into the basement. Yes. And we had like seriously half the group leave after we went in the basement. And everybody knows I hate the basement. Like if I yeah. say I'm going to go in the basement, everyone's like, hurry before she she changes her mind. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's uh it takes a lot for me to go into the basement after that night. Yeah, I don't like the basement at all. Like it's not that it's awful because there's I mean, yes, there's a gigantic pool in the basement, but it's mostly like the complete unexpected. Well, and it's like You'll be in a watch from every single, like, someone's always watching you. Like, right. From every angle. Yeah. 
it's it's nuts and you cannot like i remember that night we were only down there for maybe 10 15 minutes and it felt like we were down there for over an hour right and then i remember um everybody got the same super heavy feeling yeah and then that was when uh my buddy justin was sitting down there with us and he is a complete skeptic until that night and his chair got rocked back on him and i was like okay everybody out yeah. like if, if if they're going to that extreme everybody get out yeah i think most skeptics the best place they can go is the family tree oh yeah definitely Yep, and the reason that we wanted to talk about the family tree is because there is a chance. I know that I know that Leslie's relisted it, and this is her third attempt, if I am not mistaken, at listing it. I'm not sure. And sad, yeah, it's it would be, it'll be really sad to see it go. Yeah, hopefully we can have one more final investigation. Yeah. I really hope that whoever's hands it falls in, they continue doing what has been done. Right. So you've been there on more investigations, obviously, than I have. Uh, you've helped Corey do quite a bit of them. Yes. So <clears throat> what is the most activity that you've seen there and what is the most uh, like energy and feeling that you've had there? To be honest, I feel like every time I go in there, it's different. You, I've always, you know, I've never been one to like fear negative or like let it bother me. I just uh -huh. try to like focus on the positive and there's just some places that they ain't gonna let you. Um, right. I think that the biggest thing for me was the night that, and there's actually a picture, it's a good picture. Um, we had an investigation in there. Anytime I've ever said, I feel something behind me, I don't see it though, take a picture, we've always caught something. And Always. this time we actually caught the skinwalker on, I mean, he's right over my shoulder, almost looks like he has a black hood on and like bright eyes. Um, we always thought the skinwalker was like a scary, you know, horrible, negative entity. Right. And it wasn't until Corey had had some issues at her house that I went over there and there he was, like right in her, right in her apartment, which was right by the family tree. Yep. And he was like, I'm not here, I'm not a bad person. I'm here to protect. And something had actually followed Corey home and he was protecting her kid. But that whole night when we caught the picture just was crazy. Um, it was kind of a private group. Um, they did bring a child with them. 
So I was focused on a lot of my energy on putting the light around the child and protecting him. Right. A guy got scratched, chairs got thrown. Um, after the scratch, Corey was just like, we're done. Like, we're shutting this down. Like, we're done. And that was probably one of the craziest nights I'd ever had there. Right. Just because it was like, and maybe it was just because I wasn't all putting my energy into investigating and seeing what was going on. I was more focused on the, the kid. But it was like every time you turned around, there was something. K2s never stopped. Spirit boxes, you know, you're always getting sworn at and yeah, tell you what they think of you. But that was a crazy night. And then... For people that don't normally investigate, and especially that don't normally investigate at the family tree, to have K2s constantly going off is completely abnormal. Right, and we turn off all the power. So Right. And we're always like, go on airplane mode. Um, there was just way too many things that we couldn't explain there that night. Um, there was another picture that was taken over my shoulder. And it was, I think that was actually one that they used on Ghost Adventures. And it was also the same situation. I feel something, I can't see it, take a picture. And right over my shoulder. Um, was that the one that they caught Larry in the corner? Uh, no, but it was that same corner. Gotcha. I, don't know if it was Larry. I thought it was a little girl. And... When I first started investigating there, there was three small children there. Um, yep. And I think they were crossed. Um, and then this cute little Kimber showed up. And she loves the K2s. And she loves the lights. And she's this cute little blonde that looks like Cindy Brady. Yep. And, you know, the thing is, is you know just as well as I do, that children when it comes to the paranormal you gotta you gotta watch you're just kind of like okay is this really a child or is this something making you think it's a child right and the saddest to me is when it is a, a child because it just it breaks my heart and those are the ones that you try to cross and that's one thing I'll never be able to explain is why children don't. Right. Yeah. yeah and that, that was one thing, you know, we every time we see a new child spirit in there, obviously you investigate the heck out of it. But when it came to the little girl that um, drowned right there by the property. Uh, yeah, the, or was it a little boy? Or a little boy, that's right. And then we picked up on it. We we communicated. We got all the answers. And then we were able to go back and validate it. Right. Those are the investigations that I love. Yeah, those are the good ones. When you're like, oh, okay, see, we're right. <laughs> <laughs> see, I told you so. I do kind of like to say that sometimes. <laughs> Brandy, no. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it is what it oh, is. It is what it is. Yeah, there's been some there's been some really interesting times there at the family tree. Uh one of these one of these episodes um we have planned for everybody is to talk about EVPs and investigations that we've gotten them on. And one of the sound bites that we have is not necessarily an EVP. It was one of my probably least favorite nights at Family Tree, uh, where I was channeled by Lucy. Oh, that was not a good night. That was a bad time. I will try and get my hands on that audio for everybody that wants to hear it. Uh, we were doing a normal investigation that turned into a reading. Um, and so I was sitting there talking with the, uh, with the two girls that I was doing the reading for and all of a sudden went blank. And, and for those that know me, uh, know how bizarre that is. Um, I do not go blank ever. And when I do go blank like that, there's usually something bad to follow. Right. And in that case, uh, we actually had Tim with us, and, and everybody's heard me talk about Tim. Um, he is he is what we know as what we all call the paranormal bodyguard. He's the best. Um, <laughs> Right after, probably not even 30 seconds after I said that, you hear him come upstairs and he goes, and he asks, what was wrong? And I was like, I, I don't see, feel, hear anything. Like, everything's gone. The whole clip is about two minutes long. And in that clip, you hear me say that, that's the last thing I remember saying. And in this deep, super dark voice. Um, Tim said, they want us alone. And I said in this deep, nasty voice, yeah, we do. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, like, I have tried. I have tried repeatedly to hit that tone on a normal day. When I have a cold, when I have whatever going on, and I cannot hit that tone. Yeah. <clears throat> that, was, that was that was a bad night. It was scary. I was like, oh, what just happened? That was not <laughs> uh, well, and you know, we talked in the last episode, everybody, about uh, our buddy Paul. And Paul was there that night. And Paul is not one to let things bother him on an investigation. Right. And so for Paul to say that that worried him or made him nervous was a lot coming from him when I heard him say that. Yeah, I love Paul. He's him and him. They're just like awesome. They're the, they are the two most awesome guys. I love investigating with them. I was really bummed when we, when we ended up having to pull the plug on Asylum. Yeah. But it'll happen. All right. Maybe. It'll happen. <clears throat> what is the most quiet night you've ever had at Family Tree? Um, 
I don't know if there's really been one. Even on the night that, like, <laughs> me and Corey and Ashley would, like, go by ourselves to test out equipment. Like, well, I don't think we ever had a quiet night. I mean, it might have been a quiet Are night you- to everybody else because maybe something didn't happen, but it was yeah. really quiet to me. Yeah, see, in, in, in all six years, I've been there several times a year, except for the last couple of years. And I think in, I think I've counted 10 times that I have been there investigating. And not one time in those times that I've been there have we had a quiet night. Right. There was... We had, we, we had like, we had one night, I remember, that was started out super quiet. Um, and I was, I'm trying to explain it to Megan a little bit. Um, and I, I have a little bit of a hard time talking about that investigation because it was the last time that I saw Cindy alive. Okay. And she came back, she had left and she came back and warned us that she left and had a really bad feeling about, about tonight and to be very careful. And was that the same night that she seen the girl hiding behind the dumpster? That was that night. And no sooner did she say that, we had pots banging on the walls, doors slamming in the banquet room. Was that the night that the sucker flew up at the roof? Yeah. Yeah. That that night, like, I don't I don't get scared about investigations very often. And that was one of those nights that when that all started goat picking up like that, I got nervous. Well, and other people got nervous and you're trying to keep people calm. I'm trying to keep people calm. And our energy was just all over the place, which didn't make it any better. No. (laughs) No, that that night got really interesting. Yeah, so back to one of the nights that I went there, and it's kind of actually a funny story because, like, well, and you know how many times we've been there where we're like, okay, there's no way that was paranormal. Let's turn on the lights and clear the building. You know, check the building. Right. Check and make sure all the door. I mean, we had had a few nights like that. There was one night that there was a few of us that went up to test equipment. Right. Can't yep. remember if it was like me, Corey, Ashley, Danielle, but I think it was just all girls. And yeah, it was one of those. Hey, somebody's in here. There's no way. There's not. It's not paranormal. Somebody's in here, and we literally like right after that, like one of like our kids came and knocked at the door or something, and we literally made these fifteen-year-old boys walk with a knife to clear the building. I mean, who does that? <laughs> I think back now and I'm like, really? Okay, it was, we're in like one of the most haunted places there is in town, and we're really thinking it's a real person. We knew better. But, right. <laughs> but there's been many times. I remember the first night that you were there. I think it might have been the first night you were there with Wisps. And Castle had yeah. to up how many times, like, we had to turn on the lights, and we were all convinced that there was somebody in there that was not. Yeah. Supposed to be there. Well, and we had somebody with us on the one in, on one investigation, I can't remember who it was, that walked in to go to the bathroom. And 
we were all like in the kitchen just talking. And I remember she came back in and was like, Did somebody bang on the door? Like, I swear to God, somebody just tried to open the door. And we we're like, no, nobody, everybody's been right here. She was like, hey, that's weird because the light is swinging. Yeah. We all go walking in there and the light is still swinging. <laughs> that's happened before where you can use in the bathroom and the paper towel holder just goes off by itself. That's always, that's always fun. That's fantastic. And there's lots of places, you know, I can handle our spirits being in the bathroom. I just kind of would like them not to be in there. Right. And you you had talked earlier about the Skinwalker. Uh, mm. And I find that interesting because the, the question that I had in my head at that point was about the Skinwalker. Yes. People who don't necessarily believe that Skinwalkers exist. Um, especially the people that are all hyped up about the Skinwalker Ranch and how unreal that that is. Explain to them your experiences with that Skinwalker. Um, I've, when I've seen him, he almost looks like a wolf. Like, he... It's almost like at times he looks like an Indian with like a wolf coat where the, you know, the head is right on his, or the head of the wolf was right on his head. And then there's right. times that it's almost like some werewolf from Twilight, like when he's changing his forms. And it's almost like sometimes I wish right. people could see what I see. But then again, I'm like, uh, maybe not. Right. Yeah, <clears throat> I I was I was explaining to somebody I'm uh, teaching a couple of class, and I was explaining to them a little bit. Uh, we got talking about the skinwalkers, and I was explaining to them that to me, the first time I ever saw him, he kind of appeared like Professor Lupin from Harry Potter when he turns into the wolf, the werewolf. Yeah, so I have a I have a confession to make. I've never watched one Harry Potter movie, and I don't ever plan on it. <laughs> so do I got to like Google and be like, "Who's Professor So and So?" Oh man, yeah. So basically, the way that the Skinwalker stands up, um, I'll send you a picture. I'll send you a picture of that of the professor when he turns hey, into the werewolf. Professor Lupin. Okay. I got. I got some some Google stuff going on here. Okay. There you go. So when he turns into the werewolf, that is exactly what I see. Well, what I saw the first time I ever saw that skinwalker. The difference was I didn't see him, of course, in that in that color. It was all black shadow outline. Okay, I see what you're throwing down now that I okay, yeah. And the the most recent time that I saw him, uh, you guys had called me and said something's different about the restaurant. We need to check it out. Was that when Ashley was doing uh, ghost hunts? Okay. Yes. And so I went down there and just sat down for dinner. I was just like, I'm just going to go down and eat. And usually when I do, everybody comes in to say hi. And 
when I got down there to sit down, we we sat in the first table as you come in the door on the left hand side. Okay. And I looked back into the corner to see him, and I saw exactly what you just described about him, about the, just that old Indian wolf head, super long coat. And I feel like every time I see him, he gets taller. Well, I could be just getting shorter, but it's, it's a sig- significant he, taller. He does, though. He, he does, because he started out, like, he started out a few years ago at, like, six foot, maybe six, six. And now I swear to you, he's like eight right. feet tall. And I don't know if it's just because every time something negative happens and we invite him to take care of it. And then it just makes no, him makes grow. Sense. I feel like he does I, a lot of protecting there. And at first, definitely. Like said, we thought he was not a good person. We thought, because, you know, you, you, you kind of think, oh, skinwalkers are bad. Right. We tried to kick right. him out. And, when we, and then we find out, well, he's what we really need here. Like, he's one of the main people that mm-hmm. are are protecting the restaurant. And I think a lot of right. that is just the Indian history of it. And Yeah, I think so. I think they're all, yeah. like, there to protect that restaurant, to protect not... Not necessarily the restaurant, but because who knows what they see um, at the land. Right. But I think that they've they've now had a connection with the family and they protect them elsewhere. Right. Totally agree. And I know he's not the only skinwalker in the area. Right. Um, there's one that I have seen at the entrance of the cemetery. To be honest, that whole town is like creeping. Like when people would tell me, Oh, I just oh, it this is. new house and I have a ghost in it. And I'm like, Why would I have a ghost? I'm like, Do you know the history of this town? Like, <laughs> like if you really only knew what people see, like like people like us can see, then yeah, you probably wouldn't sleep at night. Yeah, I I had a hard time sleeping, like getting tired when I was in the town just investigating. I can't imagine living there. Yeah, I think sometimes you're just kind of like me. I just ignored it. Like other people that, you know, just normal people are just like, oh, it's just something. It's just, you know. Yeah. If you don't know something's going yeah, on. You don't definitely. know what's going on. So it doesn't affect you. Right. So. Definitely. All right. Well, it's definitely been fun reminiscing on it. And, uh, we're going to have to bring you back on the show again. And there's, we've got a long list of topic ideas. So we will, uh, we'll definitely be in touch and we'll have you back on the show again Perfect. sometime soon. So excellent. Well, 
everybody, uh, thanks so much for listening in. I hope you uh, enjoyed this episode. I hope that you got some information that you've wanted to hear. I've had a lot of people asking about the family tree. If you have any more questions, feel free to shoot me a message, leave me an email, give me a call, and we'll cover all the information that you've got. And if uh, you have any other topic ideas, of course, you can always shoot me a message or give me a call. And uh, we'd love to put a show together for you. And uh, we hope to hear from everybody uh, along the way. We've got a few people reaching out uh, more now than we've had. So we definitely appreciate all the support. And uh, we look forward to talking to you guys all again next week. We've got another good episode for you. So uh, we will we'll talk to you all soon. Thanks so much. And uh, and have a great night. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed that show. I sure had a lot of fun recording it. And we just wanted to jump on here real quick at the end and talk to you guys a little bit about the the coronavirus. I know everybody's tired of hearing it, but uh, we did have one thing that we wanted to to mention. We do have a family member of ours, uh, my mother-in-law, who uh, has been a, a seamstress for her whole life. Um, she enjoys doing it. And so a part of what she's doing is she is creating the masks for everybody to wear um, that wants one, of course. And so she has asked that we just advertise that. She's got, um, she's getting a little slow. She's caught up with everything that she was doing. So if you are interested in a face mask to get through this coronavirus disaster, shoot me a message give me a phone call. Let me know. I will get the information over to her and then we can either bring them to you if you're here locally in Utah or we can always mail them to you. And uh, if we mail them to you, she just asks for a small donation just to cover the shipping costs. Um, but other than that, she's really doing this out of the kindness of her heart. She is, she's an amazing woman and, and we love her to death. So uh, if you are interested in a face mask, to get through the rest of this coronavirus disaster. Um, like I said, just give me a call, shoot me a message, hit me up on Facebook, and I am happy to get that information to her and get masked back out to you. So everybody, I hope you have a great week this week. Hopefully this week things start getting a little less crazy and we have a lot more fun and hopefully we can get back to normal soon. Um, we are in the talks of having brandy on the show more often uh we really enjoyed recording that and uh both of us really got um a good chance to go down memory lane a little bit so <laughs> um we're definitely working on some other guests for the show so if uh, you are interested in being a guest on the show and you have a topic in mind shoot me a message give me a phone call and uh, let's get you on the show hope everybody you all have a great week stay healthy stay home and uh, we will uh, we'll talk to y'all next week.